Hey everybody, Chris Harry with you on Chargers Weekly. Coming up, the best of the 2019 rookie class. Over the next 45 minutes or so, get to know the newest Chargers both on and off the field. We've compiled the best moments from the players and some of their college head coaches here on the podcast. And we'll start with the Chargers' first round selection, defensive tackle Jerry Tillery. Here with the newest Charger, Jerry Tillery, straight from Hawaii. Jerry, what's up, man? Welcome to the Chargers. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Tell Chargers fans what they can expect from you on the field. Just a little bit about you at Notre Dame and just your production there in general. Yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm someone who uh, who's really, you know, ascending as a player each year. You know, I've gotten better. And so I think, you know, that trend, you know, the trend with me is definitely up. You know, I use my, you know, size and my, my, my skills and athleticism to, uh, you know, uh, rush a passer and stop the run. And, you know, that makes a good D lineman if you can do both of those things. It's helpful. So, so, um, so, uh, so, yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to play, to play in that, that, uh, that, that blue uniform is going to be great. Yeah, those powder blues. Yeah, I heard yeah. you say you look good in powder blue, right? Yeah, yeah, I think I do. I, think <laughs> I look good in powder blue. So You're also going to look good in between Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. When you have a pass rush like that, Jerry, um, how much easier does it make your job and vice versa, just knowing that you have guys that can get to the passer um, really every single down? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, you know, no one they can't, you know, double double all of us, you know, every 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 snap. So someone's gonna get the someone's gonna get a good look and uh then well then then we make a lot of plays. So I think that's kinda how it's gonna go, you know, I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited to be a part of it. What do you know about this team? I mean, uh, this is gonna be year three mm-hmm. under Anthony Lynn and like you said about your play, this team has been ascending, right? Mm-hmm. You go nine and seven one year, you go twelve and four last year, you win a playoff game. They've added key pieces, especially through the draft. When you talk mm-hmm. about Derwin James, the first rounder last year, um, what do you know about this team? And just just from afar, watching them in the playoffs, watching them throughout the season. Just like you said, you know, the, I've I've seen this team grow and, and change and, and get and get better. And uh, you know, I think you know, I think we're close. We're close in LA. You know, missing you know, few small pieces. And I think I think I'm someone who can really feel that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, take us to the next level for sure. And uh, you know, I think we can win a lot of games together. And you know, the Super Bowl is the goal. I've I've seen teammates already reach out, right? Yeah. Both Melvins. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Melvin Ingram, I think, said, "Let's go get the Super Bowl." I think Melvin Gordon was was talking about your glasses. <laughs> I liked them though. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Come on. Yeah. You know, those those are those are nice. Those, those were nice glasses, yeah. bro. Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Off the field, man, you have a lot of different interests. Um, you speak Japanese. Mm-hmm. You've been to a bunch of different countries. Mm-hmm. Discuss with Chargers fans what you're like off the field. Yeah, I mean, you know, I like to I like to experience new things. I think that helps you as a person, and, uh, and definitely, you know, as a player, you know, you know, being, you know, I guess thrust into a new locker room, being able to navigate that, that definitely helps. Yeah, you know, I having, you know, seeing and understanding a bunch of different different things in, in the world, and uh, you know, I like to read. I like to chill. You know, like watch TV. Uh, what kind of books? What kind of books you read? So magazines usually. I like the New Yorker, the Economist. These are all you know magazines. I, I, I Economist. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's your major, magazine. right? Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, you know, that's uh, you know all things I like to read. You know, last I like to read a lot of fiction, the like classic novels. So that's great. Well, you said you've been to a bunch of different countries. What's mm-hmm. your uh, what was your favorite country to Japan, visit? Japan, for sure. No doubt, number one. Number one. The yeah, food. power ranking. Give me like a power ranking. So like, like Japan will be number one. I'll go. Um, I'll go, I'll go France, number two. Okay, uh, strong number two. South Africa, number three. There you go. Yeah. 
what do you got planned this offseason? Do you have anything planned in between? Obviously, all the responsibilities that come with being a, an LA Charger now. But do you have any you have any plans throughout the season? No, nothing yet. You know, I'm I'm ready to. I just want to you know get better as a as a player and uh, you know help my team win for sure. What advice have you gotten from guys like Isaac, guys who uh, are recently NFL players over the last couple of years, about just coming in in the transition? from being a college player to being a pro player because it's a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, some of the best advice I've gotten was to, you know, approach your work like you're, the, you know, the worst player in the locker room. And, like, you got to prove something every day. And uh, if, you, if you work like that, you know, you're, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to look right on the field. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, that's kind of the, you know, I guess the humble mindset I'm taking into my work and I'm, I'm ready to get started. All right, now joined on the line by Notre Dame defensive coordinator Clark Lee here on Chargers Weekly. And coach, it's a pleasure to have you on. I look back at this past weekend, six guys drafted. You have to be thrilled. You know, it, it, obviously, it, it, the draft time is always a celebration. These guys have worked so hard, and to watch them take the next step in their careers, um, yeah, you can't help but be excited. And, you know, we had some guys sign for it also that will take their swings and, you know, the one thing that Notre Dame prepares you to do is to go and compete for what you want, and um, you know they all have good chances to, to have a great career. So we're, we're thrilled. Well, let's start with Jerry because the Chargers selected Jerry Tillery, number twenty-eight overall. What was it like for you watching the draft last Thursday night and, and seeing his name called? Well, it was it was just the culmination of an investment, you know. And, and I'm talking from Jerry's standpoint. I mean. You know, he had a decision to make a year ago um, where, you know, he, you know, I guess a year and a half ago where he was contemplating his NFL future and, and, and was considering testing the, the draft water for last year and, and made the decision to return. And, you know, in making the decision return, also made the decision to, to, to build himself into a better football player and a better version of himself. And, and so to see him, um, you know, maximize that year and, and, and then capitalize on and on draft day was was just a thrill and I think a testament to kind of his trajectory moving forward honestly I, I think there's more to come from him and his best football is out ahead of him. you know he's an impressive young man I had the opportunity to speak with him the day after the draft share with us what Jerry is like on the field and what it was like to coach him last season well he, he, he Jerry's a first of all a, a treat you know as a person and, and a guy that you know I really enjoyed getting to know um, on, on the field, I mean, he is prideful and competitive and, and tough. I mean, you know, one thing that's, that's, uh, that's kind of been missed here is, you know, Jerry played, uh, kind of the majority of the season with a, with a shoulder injury that he sustained in the Stanford game and, and never once, uh, never once flinched. I mean, it was never, you know, he never went into a protection, protection mode, which, which is easy to do when you're, when you're his, you know, stature of player. It was always about, um, you know, trying to put our team in the best position to compete for a national championship. And, um, you know, when, when we put on our, our effort film, so like, we, you know, we'll keep a, a cut up going um, of, of just great effort plays from, from, you know, our time being here since 2017. Um, you know, Jerry's all over that because he can turn and run and burst and he makes plays on the perimeter from inside out. He can, he can cause turnovers with his effort and, and so you have a tough player that uh, plays with a high motor, and then you know probably his best attribute is his ability to rush the passer with length. And I think you know that's where he's going to be so effective at the next level. I mean, you don't see guys with his height um, also 
packaged with his athleticism, his ability to bend and accelerate and be disruptive as a pass rusher. Um, and so, you know, he, he was a lot of fun off the field, really interesting person, personality, well-rounded, um, great team guy, but, 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 you know, on the field, um, has a little different motor and, and, um, has some physical abilities that make him unique. Coach, I was going to ask you, how does his game translate to the NFL, especially with the Chargers? When you look across that defensive line and you see Joey Bosa on one end and Melvin Ingram on the other, the ability to have that interior pass rush, what's that going to mean for Jerry to have two pro bowlers on that defensive line with him in his first year? You know, that that's a – first of all, Jerry is a, a, a really smart guy, so – um, he is, you know, successful people leave clues. And, and so he'll be a sponge in there learning from those guys, um, learning the craft, learning what it takes to be successful. Um, you know, he, he's going to want to really work on sustaining his career. And so, um, you know, that, that's the first part, having that kind of experience around you. On the field, obviously, it takes a little pressure off of you because there's other people that have to be protected. Um, and so, you know, I think, what, what it's going to do for him is open up his skills on, on the interior offensive lineman um, and allow for him to maximize his athleticism. And, you know, I think that's going to be incredibly um, strategically helpful to him as he, as he kind of, kind of hones his craft in the NFL, you know, that, that pass rush ability will be, what should come through. And I would imagine in that league for as much passing as there is, you know, he, he'll be a, a weapon that way for their defense. All right, Delaware safety Nazir Adderley is the newest member of the L.A. Chargers, and it's a treat for me to bring on his college head coach, Danny Rocco, to Chargers Weekly. Coach, I appreciate you joining me first. A big congratulations to you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Well, Coach, let's just start with on the field. If if you could break down his game for us and just the type of player that the Chargers are getting in that secondary. Well, he's an extraordinary athlete, um, and he's extremely versatile. So I think those are two things right there that will create uh, a lot of value uh, and uh, create a lot of options. I mean, he was an outstanding special teams player for us in addition. Mm. Uh, So they have a guy that can do a lot of different things and uh, played some corner, uh, certainly could play over the slot, could be a third down uh, slot cover uh, corner and he can play in the post. And, uh, I think what we saw him do, um, and, and really flash at was his range. He's got extraordinary range in the post. Uh, and most of his highlights in the past game, uh, just show his ability to, to cover ground, uh, and play the ball in the air. So, uh, he's an exciting player. Uh, he was very productive for us in the run game. He was a downhill uh, safety, mm. uh, and he was a good tackler. So um, he's a dynamic player, and he's just a, a quality, quality uh, young man, and uh, you know, great character person. Uh, and I think he's just going to make uh, us very proud here as he takes the next step on his journey. All right, guys, with the newest member of the Chargers, newest member of the Jack Boys, Nazir Adderley. What's up, Naz? How are you? I'm great, man. I'm very excited to be here and just extremely blessed. You said, I I read one of your role models, uh, Earl Thomas. The fact that you get to learn from Gus Bradley, who's one of the architects of that Legion of Boom, that defense, I mean, what an opportunity. Oh, my gosh. Like... It's got to be surreal for you to, to know that that's a role model and then you're going to follow in those footsteps. Exactly. Like, I mean, just the scheme and just the, the plan that uh, they have for me, it just, like, it just screams, like, my personality, my 
my um, where I should be on the football field and stuff like that. And then, like like I said, coming out of that visit, I was like, yo, that would really be like a perfect fit for me. And yeah. then, I mean, just Coach Gus, I mean, he's he's just great. Like I I was really blown away just even by my meeting with him. I mean, we probably we probably talked football for like two minutes, but like I came out of it. You talk about like, life. Yeah, we was talking about life. I came out of it, of it with a whole bunch of life lessons, and then I was, I came out of the meeting like I would love to play for that guy. So, and I mean, that's that's the type of reaction I got meeting with all the different coaches. And then that's how I was like, this, <laughs> I, I want to make sense. sure this, this is going to happen. Yeah, you know, there's a saying around here, and I'm sure a lot of different programs, a lot of different franchises, the, the rush and cover, they work together. When you got guys like Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram up front, we just saw Big Jerry come in in the mix. Uchenna Nuosu from USC, uh, another pass rusher. That just makes the back end that much better. You, you're going to be coming into a situation where you know you got some guys that can pressure the quarterback. Yes, sir. I mean, that's music to my ears. I mean, I know the back end and the pass rush, they work hand-to-hand. So, I mean, just having that type of – Level of players up front, I mean, it just makes my job a lot easier. Yeah, and, and then you talk about the back end, the Jack boys. Derwin James, uh, all pro, pro bowler his first year. Daniel Jeremiah tweeted this this morning, the NFL Network draft analyst and, and uh, our analyst for Chargers Radio. He said, if you were to go into a lab, Nazir Adderley would be the perfect complement to Derwin James. Just playing with Derwin in his second year, what's that going to be like, man? Oh, that's going to be incredible. I mean, that's all I'm hearing, like, recently, how great of a duo we're going to be. And then, I mean, he's someone I watched even from high school, and I got a lot of respect for his game. And then just playing alongside him is really going to be a blessing, and I can't wait to learn from him. Yeah, and it's not just him, right? It's, you know, we talk about Casey Hayward. Before this year, he was one of the leaders in interceptions. Just guys can get the ball. Desmond King's got a nose for the football. You know, Darwin, yourself, uh, the fact that you have guys that are all versatile. You play corner play safety you could do a lot of different things back there but I talked to your coach your college coach this morning <laughs> coach Rocco and he oh, really? said it's not about third down it's about getting the ball and you're one of the best at getting it no nah, I mean that that means a lot I mean that's something I always take pride in like that ball's in the air like I, I want to treat it as if I'm a receiver mm-hmm. so I mean every time that ball in the air I'm looking to get a turnover because I know how big of an impact and role it plays in the game yeah, so I did talk to Coach Rocco, like I said. He said to tell you that he's super proud of you and he's excited for you and that just Delaware is behind you. The Blue Hen family, <laughs> they're behind you. What was it like at Delaware, man? How did it shape you into the man you are today? I mean, I like, like all right, so I'll just go even go back to high school. Yeah. Um, so that process didn't necessarily go how I anticipated it to either. I mean, I struggled academically freshman, sophomore year, leading me to um, – have FBS schools come in to talk to me, but say they can't because of my academic situation. Then um, I turned it around, got on honor roll in like Delaware, because um, we actually had a new coaching staff, um, and Brian Guinness who recruited me, and then like Coach Dave Brock, who's now with the Falcons. Uh, and Coach Rocco came from Richmond, right? Yeah, so that came my junior year, but I mean, they they was always there for me from the, from the jump. I mean, Delaware, just the coaches beforehand was, and like they just showed it was just genuine. Like it, you could tell it was genuine and then like I like looking back on it, I would not change a thing. Like I would go to Delaware ten times out of ten. I mean, just on the field, I mean I feel like I got the best of both worlds because like with my coaching stats, because like I had 
Um, I was fortunate to have the defensive coordinator as my position coach when I made the move to safety and mm-hmm. the new coaching staff came in. So then, like, I understood the whole defense, like, de- defensive line fronts and the linebackers, where they're fitting at and, like, where the holes in the defense are. And it just made me a much better football player. But, like, at Delaware, I was placed everywhere. Like, I played boundary corner my freshman year, field corner my sophomore year, and a little bit of nickel. Then junior year, started at free safety, played, played nickel. And for in my senior year, I started at free safety. I mean, I just stayed at free safety because they like my range over the top. Yeah. But I mean, it was just it was just a great experience. I met a whole lot of great people. The coaching staff was just was unreal. Just like I like I really enjoyed both of the staffs that that came in there. And then I mean, I know Delaware's behind me, and just the amount of love and support they've given me. I mean, it's meant the world to me. You you go from being a blue hand to the powder blues here yes, with the Chargers, man. Uh, what do you want Chargers fans to know about you? Do you have a message for them? As you, I know it's time to get to work now, uh, but LA's new to you, and uh, I know Chargers fans are excited to see you. Yeah, so, I mean, I just want to let Chargers fans know that I'm going to come in. Like you said, it's, it's time to work. I mean, I'm extremely grateful and appreciative of this opportunity. But at the same time, it's just the beginning. So, I want to come in right away and learn from these guys. I'm going to come in and be a leader on and off the field. And I'm going to be somebody that's going to treat it like a profession. And, like, I won't be a, I won't be a problem off the field. I won't be... I won't be a distraction. I just want to come in right away. I love the game of football, and then I'm going to make sure we can get to that Super Bowl. All right, offensive tackle Trey Pipkins of Sioux Falls was the Chargers' selection in the third round, number 91 overall. Now joined by his college head coach, John Anderson. Coach, congratulations. We're thrilled to have Trey in L.A. Oh, thank you very much, and, and uh, I think you gained a lot of uh, fans out this way, and, and uh uh, we're excited about the opportunities Trey's earned and been given. That's fantastic. Well, tell me about your night when you heard the news. Where were you, and uh, what was your emotions? I was actually at a uh, uh, Boys and Girls Club fundraiser. Uh, my wife drug me out last night and uh, um, was trying to keep an eye on the draft and, and do the things that uh, have kept me married for 17 years already. <laughs> so uh, uh, we got that news and, and uh, caused a little bit of a disruption in the back of the room at the at the fundraiser. So it was very exciting, and obviously, um, uh, the University of Sioux Falls and our fans and uh, um, uh, Trey's family and it was just kind of a lot of a lot of emotion going on and a lot of texts and congratulations. So we're just uh, uh, we knew this day would come for Trey. We knew he was going to earn an opportunity, and, and just excited that it, that uh, uh, the wait was finally over. Well, hey, I know it's a it's a small school, but but Trey was a big time prospect. Tom Telesco made that known in his press conference after the draft. Just tell us the the type of player that Trey is on the field. Explain his game on the field. Yeah, it starts with uh, his athletic ability. Uh, you know, for for a guy of his size, he he bends extremely well. He runs extremely well, and and. Uh, uh, is a guy that uh, is is a very very good student of the game. Um, you're going to get a guy that that busts his tail uh, on and off the field. He doesn't uh, make mental mistakes and uh, plays it extremely hard. Plays football the way it should be played from from the start of the whistle to the end of the whistle. Um, we're we're you know he was he was a guy that uh, that we hung our hat on and, and ran behind him when we needed tough yards and um, you know the game game for Trey is. Uh, is only going to get better. I think his. I've told every scout that came through here that uh, his best days of football are ahead of him still, and and he's far from peaked out, and uh, got some things to uh, continue to work on body wise. But his athleticism and the way he runs is what's got him the opportunity here in the third round. 
Coach, his improvement over his college career, did he just steadily get better as each year went on, or was he just kind of a, an impact player right from jump? Well, he came in and redshirted with us his, his, his first year and, and kind of reshaped his body. Uh, he was a three-year starter for us, and, and you know, uh, in my opinion, he, he got better every year. And that's the thing about Trey is his mentality and his personality is – uh, he's going to find things to, to continually work on. Uh, when we sat down and uh, last year at this time, going into his last season, and, and, and got some feedback from some, some scouts and the people in the league, you know, what do you need to see out of Trey to give him an opportunity? And, and we kind of put a little checklist together, and, and that's what he did. Uh, and, and one of the biggest things was was improving. You know, he's an athletic guy, and, and uh, uh, he, he we felt he needed to show some more physicality, and he went out and did that, um, you know, because he asked him to. And that's just, again, the type of guy you're going to get is, is continuing to improve, and uh, he's going to work, be very, very diligent and work hard at what he does. All right, guys, with the Chargers' third-round pick, offensive tackle, Trey Pipkins. That's Trey, right. welcome to Los Angeles, man. How are you? I'm excited to be here. <laughs> I just looked this up. Mm-hmm. 35 years ago, Sioux Falls had a player that was drafted. Yeah, pump, you're the punter. Yeah. <laughs> you were, you're the first player in 35 years, man. How, how does that feel? Uh, unbelievable, honestly. Like this, That program's a great program, and for me to uh, be able to help kind of put them on the map is, is a real honor for me. All right, so take me through last night because I think you said you weren't expecting to get drafted in the third, maybe the fourth, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So um, where were you and how did it come to be? Yeah, so I mean, I'd heard from my agent said a lot of teams had like fourth round grades on me. And he said, that's good, though, because if most of them had fourth round grades, the team that really wants to might have taken the third. So mm-hmm. I was like, OK, so that's exciting. Um, so we were watching the draft all day yesterday and literally like five picks before <laughs> before I got the call, everybody was like, Hey, we're hungry. Like, like, when are we going to eat? I was like, we don't have to sit here and just watch this all that. Let's go eat. Like, it's fine. I'll just keep my phone on, whatever. And <laughs> and literally, like, we pulled out of the driveway of the house and, like, was on down right down the street. Of course. Phone rang. So I, we were in two separate cars. My parents and my fiance's parents were in the car in front of me. And then me and my fiance and a couple of my friends were in the car that I was in. And literally, the phone rang, and I was like, were you driving? No. No, I was in the passenger seat. I was like, is it? Is this the call? I was like, pull over, pull over, pull over, pull over. <laughs> so we pulled over and I answered, and yeah, it was just, it was. What, what was what was the, what was the call ride like after that? Um, it was it was nuts, like because so I got the call and it was still like there was still probably I don't know five ten minutes before it actually like showed up on like the on the TV. So like they pulled it up on their phones and like recorded it and like all types of different stuff. It was it was nuts. Everybody was <laughs> was really excited. It was fun. Coach Anderson said you guys had like a checklist of things that you needed to do or improve yeah. on just to get to the NFL level, just oh, yeah. getting more physical mm-hmm. and stronger and Absolutely. things like that. And it sounds like you guys were checking things yeah, off yeah. to get to the third round. Absolutely no, we, we were. Checking things off and I mean I still have a still have a little mentalist of my own things I need to check off but uh but yeah no he they that coaching staff helped me an unbelievable amount get to where I'm at well, what do you want to check off the things you want um, to share so my, my upper body strength something I still need to continue to work on um I work on it every day um so that's a big one and then I just need to soak in like all of the knowledge and things from from guys on the team from coaches who have been around this league just because I'm, I'm new to it I'm excited to like get as much just be a sponge and get as much knowledge as I can from those guys like those are the two big things linebacker Drew Tranquil joins me and Drew first and foremost congratulations on a new baby boy man how are you thank you we're doing really well man the baby's here healthy uh born 4 a.m 4 11 uh, last Friday morning so going on six days old here and he's doing well he's got his first pediatrician appointment today but uh we're just we're so glad to welcome him into the world can you describe what the last 
four or five weeks have been like? You know, you go from drafted to move to a new city to become a new dad, all in the span of like four weeks. It's crazy because there's like a two or three month window, kind of you have the combine and then you're waiting again, but it's kind of like a dull time of just you train and do the same thing every day. And my wife and I would laugh at home because we were like, we knew what was coming. And so bang, we get drafted. Oh no, we're moving across the country. She's 38 weeks pregnant. We don't have a place. So we just pack up our entire apartment, hire a couple of our buddies back home to drive a U-Haul across the country. And Uh, you knew it was coming, right? It was just a matter of time. It's like, once we find out where we're going to be, that's when all the chaos happens. We knew, we knew it was coming. So the the two men in the truck got the U-Haul out here. We flew out here, found a place, got moved in. Uh, rookie mini camp and then we start OTAs and then I get the call on Thursday we're going to the hospital and, and mm. now the baby's here I'm a dad and it's just a lot happening at once but it's it's my Jordan year so I guess there you, go. you gotta do it big right 23 the Jordan year yeah. you gotta do it big all right I'm gonna read you something that your defensive coordinator from Notre Dame Clark Lee said about you on the podcast last month and he he went on and on I said tell me about Drew Tranquil he's like hey you got an hour how much time you got he said drew tranquil is just wired differently he's just different than any player i've ever coached he's a machine when it comes to his work ethic a machine when it comes to how he approaches his craft both in terms of how he treats his body and his work output i fully expect drew to thrive he's going to contribute he's going to add to the fabric of the team he's got the skill set to play he's got the skill set to be an nfl starter and he won't stop he won't relent until he's accomplished that yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Coach Lee's been one of the my favorite coaches I've had in my life. He's taught me so much, and so to hear hear those words that means a lot. One, uh, two, you just you talk about the work ethic. I think, you know, now being a father, um, you know, it's something I hope to pass to my son because honestly, I got my work ethic from my dad. Mm. Uh, you know, he's a guy who married my mom his junior year of of college, had me their senior year, uh, as well as. I'm the oldest of five, but they had three of us while he was in college. Wow. It took him eight years to finish his degree because he didn't come from a family with a lot of money and had to pay his way through school and worked three jobs, was the head of the cafeteria. And you can imagine doing engineering with three jobs and and raising a family. And so to have a dad who did it with so much integrity and so much character and, you know, he just does business right and uh, goes about his work right and just led our family so well, I mean, I just, it's all I can do to just give my best every day, you know, and uh, try to pass that torch. So I guess that's a little bit of the, the work ethic and, and why, I guess, what drives me. And uh, it's, it's more than me, you know. Yeah. Well, you said it's your Jordan year. And 23, I think a lot of people that may be listening to this podcast that they're a little bit older will look back to 23 and be like, listen, I wasn't as buttoned up as mature as Drew Tranquil is, man. That that responsibility, it, it seems like it's instilled from your family, but also probably the program at Notre Dame, too, how, how they approach business and how they want you to leave the university as good a person as you are a player. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, and I'm biased, you know, Notre Dame is, is the best university in the country, but I think – even if you're not a Notre Dame fan, you can't you can't talk bad about Notre Dame. I mean, just the way they prepare, not only their student athletes but their students. And you know, I was able to travel abroad in Israel um, to do mechanical engineering, to have all of these internship opportunities while playing football and, and getting a degree of that caliber. And so, uh, 
they there's just so many people that alumni just pouring into that institution and uh you know programs being developed and people that that care and it certainly shows and and how their students do after post notre dame well i'll tell you drew the chargers must like what they see in south bend because isaac rochelle's here jerry tillery's here your guy tyler's here the punter that has to make the the transition that much easier for you to know you have some familiar faces in the locker room well, Isaac must have some clout with Coach Flinner coming <laughs> up there. We got, we got three of us coming out here this year. All right, it's my pleasure to welcome in the head coach of Kansas State, Chris Kleiman, to Chargers Weekly. And, Coach, I appreciate you joining me, and a very belated congrats on the new position in Manhattan. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. I appreciate you having me. Well, Coach, five seasons at North Dakota State. You went 69-6, four FCS national championships. Just an unbelievable run. And 49 of those 69 wins came with Easton Stick under center, and he was selected by the Chargers fifth round. And his center, Tanner Volson, also with the Chargers, he agreed to terms after the draft. What was it like to see two former All-Americans have their NFL dreams come true on the same team? Uh, That was really cool. I was so happy for for both those guys and a number of other guys from that uh, championship team that uh, were able to sign contracts. But uh, for those two kids that, that know each other so well, Easton and Tanner, and, and really well when you think it's a quarterback and a center of all the time that they spent together on the field in the practice or in the meeting room and uh, in the locker room and stuff, I was so excited for those guys to, to have an opportunity to fulfill a dream and, and play NFL football. Well, Coach, let's just start on the field with Easton. Uh, what are the charges getting with Easton on the field? Uh, probably the smartest guy I've ever been around, uh, and I coach Carson Wentz. Uh, as well, and so that's a big thing to say uh, because Carson, I think, is one of the, is probably as cerebral as Easton. But Carson taught Easton everything that he knows, and Easton's a guy that uh, uh, on the field is going to make great decisions. He's going to understand uh, defenses really well. He's a he's a real student of the game, a real sponge, a guy that wants to know not only the whys, the hows, and everything else, but uh, uh, he wants to be a step ahead of everybody. And, and uh, I've never seen a guy prepare uh, for practices, prepare for games, prepare on a game plan sheet and a call sheet as well as Easton Stick. And once again, he learned all that stuff from Carson when he was Carson's understudy, uh, but he took it to another level. And uh, uh, watching that kid prepare Monday through Friday night, Saturday morning, uh, some unlike anything I've ever seen. And so I knew somebody was going to take a chance on him. Uh, he's not six foot six like Carson is, but somebody was going to take a chance on him. And he, you're getting a guy that's going to be an unbelievable competitor, a great winner, uh, and make everybody around him better. That's fantastic. Take me back to the moment when it clicked for you that you knew you were going to be able to win big with Easton. Well, we had, uh, obviously it was a year that uh, Carson Wentz got injured. And uh, Easton was uh, the redshirt freshman that hadn't played any snaps, and um, we simplified some of the game plan for uh, for him. Uh, and we had to go on a two-game road trip, and um, he executed everything flawlessly, and was uh, a guy that uh, was an unbelievable leader, not only in the huddle but in the locker room at the practice field. And there was a kid that was 19 years old that had not played any snaps, and he just galvanized everybody around him uh, to to go through it and play with him. And, and uh, uh, after that, knew that um, he was in for a special career. 
Obviously, Carson came back and played in that championship game. And what it tells you everything you need to know about Easton Stick. Easton was 8-0, uh, had led us to the national championship game in 2015. Carson had played six games and broke his, his uh, thumb of that year, but was cleared to play in the national championship game. And, and Easton uh, was the one that came to us and said, this is Carson's football team. Wow. Uh, he need, he deserves to play in this national championship game. I'll have him opportunity and fair enough Carson played in that game and, and, and those two have been best of friends uh Easton was in Carson's wedding and stuff and I knew uh, for the next three years uh, we were going to be in great shape with with Easton and it's 49 games a lot of people don't even close to that many in college and he in 49 football games it's hard to believe, and you've mentioned kind of the similarities in in some fashions with Carson Wentz. What other characteristics or, or traits do they share that you think translates so well to the NFL outside the intelligence that you that you mentioned at the top? Well, the fact that they're coming from a pro style offense where you had a long huddle call, you had to um, you know have a wristband where you had a long long call, you had to call it out. Uh, in the huddle, you had the ability to change plays at the line of scrimmage to get yourself uh, in the best play possible to change protections. Uh, and then the other thing is, and I know it's not going to be to the extent he did it at North Dakota State, but his athleticism in and out of the pocket and keeping his eyes downfield. Um, you know, he he was able to scram around and make a lot of plays running the football for us, but he made as many plays scrambling around and keeping his eyes downfield. He made a great play in the national championship game on a third, and I think it was eight in the red zone, of scrambling around, keeping his eyes downfield, and finding our receiver for a touchdown in a critical time. And those are things that uh, I know in, in watching limited amount of NFL football that I, like I do because of my job, uh, but it's the guys that can extend plays. Uh, and, and I think people have seen that with Carson already, his ability to extend plays that he's done, and, and Easton's the same way. His ability to extend plays with his legs and keep his eyes downfield. Now joined by linebacker Emeke Egbule, the graduate. Congratulations on being a Charger, but more importantly, graduating too, man. It's a big deal. Yes, sir, it is. Appreciate it. <laughs> How was the weekend just knowing that, hey, I graduated, my family was there, and I was also starting a new career, rookie minicamp the same weekend? Yeah, it all worked out. It was real convenient, and it was a great, great, uh, it was just great overall because um, I graduated May 9th on a Thursday, and that was the day that I was flying out. And um, besides the weather later that night, everything was great. Just my family being there to see me walk across the stage and then knowing that I'm leaving that same day to um, come to L.A. and be with a new team and it's just a new, new experience. Yeah, but um, my uh, flight ended up getting canceled that night uh. because of the weather. But I'm here now, so it's great. <laughs> Tom said you're a physical player. Mm-hmm. He also said you're a versatile player. Describe your game on, on the field. All right, so on the field, um, you if you watched film or anybody who watched me play, and you could see that I can play on the perimeter, play on slots, I can rush the passer. I'm in the box occasionally with the defense I was playing. So stand up, or sometimes I even have my hand in the dirt on the goal line. So pretty much everything, and special teams, I was on that all four years. 
So pretty much, I could do pretty much anything except probably play corner well, that, <laughs> or a quarterback. I tell you, in this yeah. defense, versatility is so important. I yeah. just think of guys like Adrian Phillips, who plays safety, plays linebacker, mm-hmm. Chenna, who came right. in, uh, can rush the passer, mm-hmm. can play linebacker. And then you mentioned special teams. Yeah. That has to be priority A, right? Just, right. just mastering that, especially mm-hmm. in your first year. So that's that's what... Like I said before, feeling like a freshman again, my freshman year, that's what I all I did, special teams. So just doing that now is just starting over, learning the playbook, and it's just going to go from there. During the draft process, you had a guy in Ed Oliver that was mm-hmm. a, you know, a top 10 lock. How did you use that attention to your advantage, knowing that, hey, all these guys are going to come to my pro day, um, and, and I'm going to be able to benefit from that? Right. Even before the pro day, uh, I knew that scouts and teams, everybody was going to be watching us because of Ed. So, and they're watching he, Ed's tape, and then yeah. they may say, "Oh, who's that? You yeah. eight? Uh-huh. Who's, who's that number eight? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, even plus that, knowing that is just um, an extra push with the way I already want to be, like how I want to play, play hard and uh, fast, comfortable and just being a athlete, just playing the game, and but knowing that there's going to be people watching that is going to help me in the future. That that's just a just just a plus to make me go harder. It's a big deal. It's a good uh, opportunity to have playing with him. Yeah, it's a heck of an opportunity, and you were able to take advantage of it and right. get to get to a team like the Chargers. What do you like about this defense? First impressions of it, and, and what you think you can do if given an opportunity. Right, so once I get the hang of everything, and that's when you play faster. So once I get the hang of everything, just being able to rush the passer with with the plays that we've learned so far and being able to uh, play in coverage, it's almost it's similar to what I did in college, but this knowing this, um, I could, just from the experience I have, I, I think I'll be great. And uh, once I get the hang of it and everything, I'll be able to go fast, think I'll be able to contribute a lot on defense and the more help you get from veterans mm-hmm. the faster you're going to play I talked to Cortez earlier this morning and he just commented how Brandon Ebane and Damian Square some of those guys on the defensive line have already helped him and really held him accountable uh, how has that been for you in terms of just meeting your new teammates especially at the linebacker position yeah um, <laughs> just the the guys that uh, the vets that we went out and practice with just from doing the drills and they were holding each other accountable you know if you drop a ball it's 10 push-ups so yeah thomas davis uh i dropped the ball i was walking back he was like you get your 10 i was like no nah. <laughs> he was like he was like you dropped the ball and then i was like you're right so i got my 10 and it kind of slipped my mind but he held me accountable to that just dropping the ball so uh, when it comes to, you know, mental errors or anything, I know that they'll be there to be on me. And once I get the hang of everything, I could be on them, too. Please be joined by defensive tackle Cortez Broughton, the team's seventh round pick. Cortez, welcome to the Chargers, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Glad to be here. It's a blessed for opportunity. So from this point forward, it doesn't matter if you were drafted in the seventh Hello. round second round you were undrafted it makes mm-hmm. zero difference now because you're in a building and you just got to prove yourself you, you, you're set up for that opportunity right mm-hmm. and we talked about the seventh round picks the last two years with the chargers justin jackson helped win two of the biggest games 
in the Chargers season mm-hmm. last year yes, in prime time against the Steelers and Chiefs. Isaac Rochelle started in place of Joey Bosa when Joey was hurt last year. Mm-hmm. Both seventh round picks, both have made big impacts on this team. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't it matter doesn't, where you draft. It doesn't. And I think it is the biggest thing that you do when you come in is earn the respect and trust of the players and the coaches. Because if you don't earn that respect and show that, okay, boom. Yeah, obviously everybody, you, rookie duties, yes, sir, boom, go do it. Hey, grab grab this, this, and that. You know I got you. Boom, go do it. No, there's no complaining about it because these guys have been here. These guys know what it's like. And they take care of you. They don't make you just do things. They take care of you. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing when I first got here, me Bane was like, because me Bane, I know him through a connection of one of my coaches that used to play, and he came under me Bane. Oh, really? So, so yeah, have you, so you talked to Brandon before? I talked to Greg Shrugs, and he, so and he came out, and they're real close friends, and uh, they visit each other visit each other's houses and stuff and um I hang out a good amount but just having that connection he reached out before I even got here so me bang boom he's been on me been on me we're co- we're competing together the whole time like we're on the field we're hitting the sled competing together competing together he says he beats me but I'm like hey I'm, I don't know we can watch the film but you know. <laughs> but and it's great because then all of a sudden the second day actually the first day uh, he saw my notes and how I structured it he was like all right this is good why don't you go back and do this? He said, go back and do this. I did it. I was like, when do you want it done? He's like, get done by tomorrow. I was like, all right. Went back to the hotel, boom, slotted it down, put it by formations, um, and just kind of diagrammed it so it's easier to understand and in the fronts. And and that's that's what you have to do. And so I, he's like I was, a second coach. Yeah, like 100%, like a second coach. Because he's been here for 13, this is 13th year, and I'm I'm taking everything I know, I mean, I can from him. You got to. You yeah. got, and, and it's rare to – Cortez to have guys like that that mm-hmm. have been as established as a guy like Brandon, a leader, been on a Super Bowl team, mm-hmm. um, widely respected in that locker room. I mean, to have guys like that in your corner, mm-hmm. coupled with the coaches, coupled with Giff Smith, coupled with Gus Bradley and Anthony Lynn, I mean, that speaks volumes. True. It does. And, uh, I mean, I'm just – I mean, obviously you still got to prove yourself, and that's the biggest thing. And that's my – my thing is, but you can't get too caught up in it. Because if you get too caught up in I need to prove myself each day, I need to prove myself. First of all, you need to be the best version of you. And then have fun. Like, if you're not having fun doing this, I mean, you treat it. I've never had a, and that's the thing I tell people, I've never had a job in my life because I love what I do. And, I mean, I've been playing sports my whole life. Like I told you with the Little League World Series and doing things like that. Williams sport, right? Yeah, Williams sport. So just being able to, I mean, play sports and, Building those bonds and those relationships. I have a, one of my good friends that plays for the uh, Angels now. So, and it's just like people I play with now. We're all coming up, and we're all out here just making a name for ourselves, but our families. And it's that's what I like to see, and those are the things I aspire for. So, all right, guys, that's gonna do it. My thanks to you all for listening. If you like what you hear this off season, we would love it if you left us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Please help spread the word. Next week, we're going to be joined by Lights Out Sean Merriman. Visit Chargers.com now to enter the Lights Out sweepstakes and learn more about how you can spend the entire day with the Chargers legend. Have a great weekend, and until next time, I'm Chris Harey.